Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 10th anniversary edition of Adventures in Careerland. Hey everybody, this is the 10th time we've made an Adventures in Careerland podcast episode. So we're all very proud of that. I'm your host. I'm Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career and entrepreneurship consultant in Louis Riel School Division in Winnipeg. And I'm joined by my able compatriots, Isabella Soares, who's a student in the Broadcast Media Program at the Arts and Tech Center, and Lily Chen, who's also a student in said program. This program is one of the gems in among the 13 in the Luriel Arts and Technology Center program. And my two students today have been producers of this podcast for a long time, for all 10 episodes. How exciting. <laughs> yeah. Isabella, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm always feeling like a million bucks. So what's been going on in your week? We're in COVID land. We're all wearing our masks. How are you feeling? That's true. Um, I think I'm okay. Uh, things have definitely been different this year compared to last year related to Christmas. Um, like I was in the supermarket uh, yesterday and it was just so sad. There isn't decorations <laughs> at all. There's only like the Christmas songs playing, but just that so that's a little bit unfortunate yeah but isn't that weird like they're yeah. they're they're putting plastic all over the christmas decorations <laughs> exactly like, oh my gosh i think that's an essential tool mm -hmm. at this time of year but that's the way it goes lily our yeah. dear lily now isabella's from brazil she's a she's a, a young i would say you are a generation z kid young of yeah. course, Lily is young of heart and spirit, but she is a mom, <laughs> right? A tiger mom, right? A tiger mom. We talk about her as a tiger mom. Lily's got, Lily's talking to her daughter right now, her teenage daughter, and trying to guide her and help her. And we joke with her that she's become the stereotypical tiger mom, <laughs> but she, we, we know she's really a kitty cat. Oh, we know thank that. you. She's kind and, kind and uh, helpful. Yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> so how's it going for you? Oh. Lily right now in this COVID time around Christmas and I, I think I got use of this old the situation with all the masks and oh. stay at home and it's kind of isolated right from the world but I also went to the market and um, yeah I tried to find something but okay I got the roasted chicken at least oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're still selling chickens that's yeah good. was it a live chicken like in China or no no or no no, no. roasted <laughs> Roasted. No. no way. No way. Now, do they celebrate Christmas in Brazil? They celebrate Christmas, yeah. right? That's yes, a, yeah. Oh, for sure. They celebrate Christmas in China. Uh, for young generation, yes, they do. Okay. Yeah, they 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 think. I think the young generation in China is like I mean the eighties and nineties. Yes. They all enjoy a lot about all these. Uh, let's wait. Chinese people will say that Western festivals. Yeah. Oh, okay. They they so, almost celebrate all the festivals on the world that they can find, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're fun because we just party and then we wake up the next morning and wondered what happened. It was yeah. beautiful times. And anyway, our guest, thanks you guys, and our guest today is a young aspiring student 
who I've gotten to know over the last two years because she's been involved in some programs that I've been uh, running and putting together in the Luriel School Division. This is Nicole Lando, and she is from Winnipeg, but super smart. She earned some scholarships and was is studying at the Haskane School of Business at the University of Calgary. She's a graduate from 2019. Nicole, welcome to our group today. Hi. <laughs> Thank welcome. you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, we're super we're super honored to have you on our podcast this time. And you're the 10th. You're the 10th person. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if if we could, we would have streamers, we'd have live chickens, we'd have all those things that make Lily and Isabella, uh, you know, I remember as a kid growing up, my dad uh-huh. in our garage, I was just a little kid, had live chickens. Oh. And this is this is true. They used to go down in the old days when there was my grandpa told me this when there was uh, a new birth in a family. Uh huh. You always knew on the bus because someone went downtown in the North End, uh-huh. which had a which was very ethnically diverse. They'd see them on the bus with a live chicken, and everyone Ooh. would congratulate them. Oh, you had a little boy. They goes, yeah, because <laughs> they they perceived that the chicken was really healthy, and it was for the mom to get better, and the oh. chicken broth and the chicken soup was mm. was medicinal. Oh and yeah. A nice treat for someone who's had, who's just had a baby. So people would get congratulated. Oh, you're a grandpa. You just had a little baby because they had a live chicken on the bus. <laughs> wow. In China, in China, it's like when uh, there's a new member come to, uh, to a family, the member will brought the uh, boiled eggs and paint the eggs into red. And oh. dispatch all this red eggs to all the neighborhood or relatives is a kind of good luck. Oh, that's a beautiful to everybody. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Traditions are cool, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Awesome. Anyway, Nicole, enough about us. We could talk all day, and we have really <laughs> nothing important to say to anyone. You're the important person. Oh here no. So, Nicole, tell us about like you are a student. This whole program is about students. It's about what kinds of decisions students make, why they make the decisions they make. So when we see a student who chooses education or has made calls, and certainly one with whom I've interacted and seen kind of the special gifts you had and how you maneuvered, I, I think that's really, uh, really a, a great gift to everyone when we share some of your story. We always start asking, so what was it like as a little kid? What kind of things as a little girl did you like to play or do that, or that just filled your time? Like you couldn't believe the time had gone so quickly. You know what? Um, I come from like a very hardworking family, I guess. Um, we moved around, not a lot, but like we immigrated a lot like when, when we were younger, especially my parents. So I feel like a lot of time it was just spent like not like stressing necessarily. Like it was a good childhood, but it was always like that, like in the back of my mind that like, oh, like sort of have to help out in a way somehow have to do this, that. Um, I think a lot of times what I would spend doing is playing alone. <laughs> that sounds sort of depressing, but I never had any siblings um, at school. I guess I would like sometimes hang out, but then when I would go home, I would, I used to love playing with like a teacups and I would like make like a fake restaurant with like all my stuffies and like force my parents to come and play and like pretend that they're like eating my like fake food and I would take it really <laughs> seriously. It was a big passion of mine, you know, to have like a restaurant and whatever, like or like a little shop. Um, it would be McDonald's because when I was younger, um, when I used to like live in Israel, I have like a lot of family there. And we'd always go to like the McDonald's in the evening 
and like have like a nice walk and eat ice cream. So most of my little restaurants would be like these little McDonald type things. Well, tell us, that's amazing. Tell us some of the places you've, you've lived and some of the experiences in those places that you remember. Um, I lived in Israel when, until I was about six, I think, like 2007 we moved here. And then from there, we've basically just been like living in Winnipeg. And then in my last two, I guess, years, um, I moved to Calgary and there it's just been like move after move after move. I think in these two years alone, this is maybe our fifth or my I guess fifth or sixth move, I think. <laughs> so so, how, so yeah, what has that done to your mind about, about this sense of moving in that uh, you don't have to be in one place for a long time to feel like, what does home mean to you? You know what I mean? You know, uh, that's hard because, um, I don't know. I just, I guess home is just like where like me, like my mom and my dogs are at like yes. this point. Yes. Like I know like when we were moving a lot, like I'd never like really focused like on a set home as like it, like being like a physical place. It was more of just like a, like a mental or like emotional yes. type of like state. Because like, I guess um, before even we moved in Calgary, to Calgary, like that year in grade 12, it was a really like uncertain like period. I guess these last two years were because we never, or I never knew like what would happen next. Like, would I be here my next month? Would I be somewhere else in the next month? Would I be, I don't know, in a different country the next month? Like I never really knew that. And so I guess just the feeling of like having my mom, my dogs around was just like, you know, my comfort, my home knowing that like I would be returning back home and like seeing them would was just like my sense of comfort, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. That, that was cool. Isabella. Oh yeah. I think it's so interesting to hear about these experiences because, um, I grew up in an international school. So many of my, of the students and classmates that studied with me, they, um, also had the same, uh, background of like living in many places. So I really wanted to know from you, um, was that, was it hard for you to identify, uh, yourself? Like, actually fit in in each place that you are going to because you're never there for a long period of time um i guess it was like um we lived in winnipeg for like a really long time like i think it was like 10 years so i guess the move just like recently started like uh, two years back but i would say um like it wasn't hard just because i had like people like even just here like friends in winnipeg that i would always like reach out to like um my one friend i don't know if you remember her didula yeah uh, she yeah. was in sip and like for a university like when because it was really hard because a lot of people had like all their friend groups already from high school and like they would come in knowing people so it's sort of hard to fit in that way like when you're just sort of like this i don't know like new person you don't really know anyone so in that sense it was really hard to fit in and then the fact that i had like her like always here with me like she'd be the first person i would text when i would wake up or go to sleep with like, before i went to sleep i would text her and on the train, like when I'd be going to school, I would text her going back, like even in the libraries, like when we'd be walking the halls, like changing classes, like we would talk, like it was, like she was almost like there with me all the time. And it provided me like a huge sense of comfort, just knowing that like that, even though yeah. she wasn't like here physically with me, like she was just like always here. So that really helped me out. Oh, that sounds like a pretty mm -hmm. special friendship though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now you joined, it's interesting when you talked about the, uh, you, you said SIP. But uh, mm -hmm. Nicole was part of a program at Windsor Park Collegiate called the Career Internship Program. That's a program I began way back in 1995 
at River East Collegiate and then changed divisions and brought that program to Windsor Park. And now it's, it's ably run by Miss Allen. And mm -hmm. it's one of the many programs in the division that students can join for a more intensive career experience. It sounds like though, you were attracted to that program. Is it, is it reasonable to say you're attracted to that program because of your sense of always kind of looking for possibilities? Is that yeah. what that's about? You know, at first, actually, this is sort of funny. I didn't want to join SIT because um, my mom, like when I would talk to her about it, she's like, well, why would you want to have like more of a workload? Like already, like I was studying a lot, like getting good grades was like a really big, like, um, it was really important to me just because I always wanted to like make sure like all my parents like sacrifices like were worthwhile and like that I would actually, you know, sort of get the good grades, go to a good school and then, you know, have a better life, I guess, in a sense. So like, and so my mom didn't really want me going to sit because, you know, there was a lot of volunteering. There was a lot of outside work to do and it was seemed pretty stressful. So I went, took normal English for first few days and there was only six people in my class. And I thought that was terrifying because we also had to do participation marks. So every class you have to talk about five or six times and then that would be like worth your mark. And that horrified me because back then, like grade nine, 10, 11, I was extremely shy before I went to SIP. Like I, would, like, I wouldn't talk at all. I would never raise my hand. I wouldn't like, like even doing something like this, like it would be impossible for me to do back then. And so I was scared of the thought that I would have to participate in front of six people. And so I thought, well, why don't I just join SIP where I would have like, I think it was, I had four or five friends in that class and it was a bigger class and apparently there was no participation marks. So I just did it out of that because I didn't want to participate. And then, I mean, I guess I didn't know that I would actually be doing a lot of volunteering, a lot of public speaking and like all of that. And so- And a lot of participation, yeah. that whole program's about oh, participation. Yeah. Oh yeah, so you know, that it was, it was good. And I really enjoyed that because now, like, like what you said, I did, I really did like the possibilities of like being involved in so many things and the amount of opportunities that SIP like alone gave me in high school. And I feel like if I didn't join SIP, like I would have been like a completely different person. And I can say that like with confidence that like, I, I don't even know like what I would be doing if I didn't go into SIP, honestly. Yeah, that's a great program. And there's a great 11 and 12 version. It, it uh, originates <laughs> in the English class and then yeah. it just permeates into the community. And it, it really is about just what you've done. I love when you said, I wouldn't be able to sit here and even do this podcast with you because that's what it does. It just kind of, um, it seeps into you and just throws you into frying pans where you have to survive and do things and you slowly yeah. get stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where you're standing here or you're sitting there. <laughs> Are you standing? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting. Oh, I'm sitting. <laughs> okay. We're, we're all sitting here having this conversation and, uh, really we feel your confidence we feel your sense of purpose now and would you have even written those scholarship applications for no, the university of calgary not. no that's what it connects you to all those it just helps you see what could be my path and i'm going to try as much as i can and see what sticks to me and we talk about mm -hmm. it all the time as collecting the dots. You were collecting dots yeah. again and again and again, and then started connecting them, which was so cool. That's really neat. Thank you. Hey, you know what? I remember you joined the junior achievement program, which was another thing, right? <laughs> it wasn't even in your school. You couldn't gather enough people in SIP, but Nelson Mack mm -hmm. has its own version of SIP called the Imagine program. 
and we were looking for some extra people, and you were one of the people who said, I will come from Windsor Park and join the Nelson Mack team, which in and of itself is a daunting thing for someone who says, oh, yeah. I'm shy and didn't want to feel. How did you feel doing that? I think at first it was definitely like, I guess Miss Allen, Miss Allen's an amazing like salesperson. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know why she chose to be a teacher because she's really good at like selling different programs, different opportunities. And yeah. she just made it seem so interesting. And I, I like the idea that I would be like an entrepreneur, I guess, getting to start like a business, I guess, like in a really low risk environment because it wasn't like I was, you know, actually starting it, putting like all my money, all my time in it. It was more of like a, like it was an extracurricular, right? So it was pretty safe, but at the same time, like you really like felt what it was like to actually start your own business because like you had to do like your business plan, you had to make like new ideas, you have to actually build a product and sell it. So I really liked that. And I thought, well, since I'm planning to go into business, you know, why, why not do it? Right. It'd be a good experience. And yeah, I just thought like, when, when else will I get an opportunity like that? So I might as well just join. And I thought like, I don't know, the positives outweighed like any risks or any bad, you know, yes, things that yes. could happen. And so I thought, you know, like, why not do it? And then I would get to go and meet out like people with, oh, sorry, meet people in new schools and meet people and like network, I guess. And I, I don't know, I just thought it was a great opportunity. Like I didn't see anything wrong with it. So I was like, why wouldn't I do something like this? Like why wouldn't anyone try, you know? Well, and that's an attitude that most students don't have, right? Like, you know that because you interact with many students, they follow the beaten path and they just go down the mm -hmm. single path and you kept stepping off the path, opening a door, looking in and sometimes stepping into the door and saying, I want to try this too. So that was, that's what I loved about you. What I loved about you with the junior achievement when you did it though, for whatever reason, you got voted in as the finance <laughs> vice president of the company. The great ish, I should say, the great moment of that was you had no idea how to do the finances. Yeah. And I love yeah. that. I, I totally, when I first realized you had no idea what you were doing, I, I looked to some of the other teachers and went, I don't think she understands this at all. And, but I love that you did it. I so love that you said, I'm going to try something I have no idea about. And talk about that experience because that was such a learning <laughs> thing for me. I love oh, it yeah. because it made me understand quickly that students need to try things they don't understand. They just need to throw themselves in there and we need to support you. And at the beginning we were going, what is going on here? And then you slowly <laughs> got the hang of it, right? Talk about that experience. I thought that was an eye opener for me and certainly for you. Yeah, um, I was really excited to like know that I would have like a specific opportunity to actually do something with finances just because that's what I was planning to go into into university and I always thought how on earth like am I gonna go into finance have it as my major when I don't have like any opportunities to actually go and do something with finance in high school so when I heard about that I was like okay I gotta do it and then I remember for like the VP pitch in JA like that one time I was like I practiced so much like I wrote out like a whole script like of what I'm gonna say how I'm gonna like sell myself so people vote for me and I think it was only me and Frankie, right? Only one other person who was going for the finance role. So it made me a bit more, you know, um, excited because it was like a 50-50 chance. And then I ended up getting it. So that was really exciting. But no, it was really nerve wracking when I actually realized what I'm doing. And the fact that like, it's going to impact like everyone as a company if I mess up, if I do something wrong. And it was, it was terrifying, especially when I went to the VP training. Um, I talked to this one guy. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to be 
I'm going to be such a great VP of finance because I'm like in an accounting course. I'm taking a business course in my high school. And I remember thinking, oh God, like I have no trading in finance. Like I remember taking a class. I don't even know what accounting is. Like, I don't know. I don't know where to start. I don't know anything. And yet I'm like in a room full of people who like are in accounting are like in business courses, like in their high school. And I'm just going like, oh my God, like what did I get myself into? Oh, but I love but, that. It was a, it was a great opportunity. I learned a lot. Um, I guess I really like dived headfirst into it, like doing the whole break even statements, like the what was this um, income statements, balance sheets. Well, it was the, really cool. The cost. Remember, do these? I'll throw a few terms at you because I, we were throwing these terms at you, and you thought she doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> accounts payable, accounts receivable, oh, yeah. <laughs> the balance sheet, the inventory, the cost of goods sold. Remember the cogs. <laughs> Remember the uh, yeah. uh, the expenses, the gross margins, the profit margins. We oh were, yeah. We were throwing these terms around, and you were just nodding, and it was it was such an eye opener about how much you learned and how much you were capable of learning. Mm -hmm. I have this philosophy about life where to do things you need skill and will, but you'll never mm -hmm. do it without the will. And you had the will and you developed the skill. So I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I think you can overcome anything when you have the will. And you had the will, oh, so definitely. you just turned into this little accountant which was just fantastic. <laughs> I was so proud of you. And I thought that was one of the great moments in, in my history of JA to, to, <laughs> to remind me that when you have the will and the desire that you had, even with zero knowledge, you can move that mountain and you will become the account we need. Lily, what did you think of that? Yeah, I, I just um, heard that uh, Nicole said she has no any idea about finance, but she wants to get into this industry or get into this field. So how this idea came to your your mind, like it, when, when you have no idea about what a finance is? Um, I think it mostly stemmed from when I was a child, I when anyone would ask me like what I wanted to be when I was older, mm -hmm. I would say I wanted to be rich. That's a great profession, like, by the way. Yeah. I'm, we're all yeah. trying to get into that profession. It's a, it's a very difficult yeah. one, but yeah. Well, so I don't on, know please. why. Like, I had like no idea of like what money was. I feel like at that age, but I just knew like I wanted to be rich. I don't know why, where it stemmed from, why I had that mentality. But I just wanted to do something that you know. I think maybe it wasn't necessarily like, be like rich as like money wise, but just you know enjoy my job so much that I would you know get like i would just work 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 and then it would also lead to like you know having like a good and like more stable type of like life mm -hmm. but i guess with that my parents just always thought you know like you should go into business because it's a pretty safe option you know if you get a business degree like you can do like so much things you're not just like limited mm -hmm. to only yes. one path yes and it's pretty safe so i guess it was mostly that and then the fact that my parents wanted me to do it mm -hmm. and i thought well you know my parents have sacrificed so much they faced like a lot of challenges in their life getting me to where I am now. So I thought, well, you know, I might as well just go into finance, right? Because it's what they want. It's a safe path. And then, you know, like, I'm almost like saying like a big thank you in that way and like mm -hmm. becoming successful, you know, to sort of like, not like necessarily pay them back for everything they've done, but just like make them see like how far like they've actually come and like that it wasn't just for like nothing. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like, because I've always like had this um, like optimistic view because I knew like, whatever challenges they've done, like they've always persevered through them. So that means I would persevere through anything I would have. So it led me to being very optimistic. And my dreams were like 
like very big like fantasies or very big dreams of like what I actually want to do with my career. And so I knew that if I were to succeed in like finance or something with business, I guess maybe I would do something that like I actually wanted to do or like mm-hmm. I just dreamed of doing, which I don't know if that is a really good answer because I feel no, like it. That's a brilliant answer because even your foray into this financial world, like how is that going for you now? Do you like it so far or have you Um, not committed to that yet? I've honestly, I've not done a finance class. I've done accounting in my first year um, Mm -hmm. in the spring actually, because it was like a required course. But for finance, I think I'm going to take that maybe this spring or maybe next year. I don't know, but I don't, I don't honestly, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I take it. I've taken an uh, HR class. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just in business as like a general yes. sort of like major right now. Like, and I don't know, I, I feel like my life has changed so much, like even in this last year that I don't like, I can't even say like, will I continue with finance? Will I go into science? Like I've always wanted to, or will I just be on a completely different path? Like, I can't, I don't really know what but to that's say okay, to that. Nicole. That's totally okay. And that's part of who you are. Like you are you are just so full of that will to try to to iterate, mm-hmm. to experiment, to figure out. That's a great place to be. And honestly, there's no rush, kid. There is none because you're still young and you have so much potential. You just got to keep on the path and keep seeing what sticks to you. And I love that you said HR because you, you absolutely have that personal quality that would make an HR person so successful. So you're learning many Thank things you. about, but you're learning many things about yourself continue to learn. <laughs> Isabella, you want to ask something? Yeah, like, I think it's so cool that you're into this business major and business is that major in which you can just learn a little bit of everything and kind of figure out what you want to do with this major. So um, mm-hmm. from all the experiences that you have in school or also in university, uh, what has been the eye opener for you and what have you learned the most from this experience in general? Um, I guess for just the university experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say uh, it's not like an academic thing, it was more just like a personal type of uh, learning experience. It would be just like really deal with your stress, like any any stress you have before starting something huge, like university or even going to a new grade or I don't know, starting a new job or just anything in life, right? Is to like deal with your stress and like not carry it, I guess. Um, I would say, I guess Russian people, very individual, individ- indiv- oh my God, I can't speak. <laughs> like, they're very, uh, in- yeah, That's I'm not okay. even gonna try to say that word. I don't know why I'm stumbling today, but just it's I was always taught like if you have any stress like you should deal with it yourself like it's not something that you really go out for help to do it's like because it's your stress so you deal with it and I guess with that mentality I've always just pushed it away like I was like okay well I've got I have to deal with this but you know I'll try to deal with it and I'll just push it back like it'll you know it'll resolve on its own and like I'm realizing now especially my first year that it, it really comes back to bite you. Like it, it really comes back. And the stress is not something that, you know, should be really like extended in a long period of time because even like what I've learned in like SOCI and even in my HR class, like stress can have like really like, negative effects on you, like your body, like your physical, emotional, mental state. And so like you really have to deal with it before you go. And I know that um, stress has really impacted like, my studies you know, um, just daily life things like my time management, my productivity. And so what I've learned is like that, like if you have like a stressful situation, 
you should really, like, you know, face it before you move on. And like, you shouldn't, like, just leave it because, yeah, it can really affect you wow. in the future. You are wise beyond your years. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you feel stressed? What are some... What are some things you do to relieve some of your stress so that you can be more productive? You know, I'm still figuring out the answer to that question because I started going through something like that right now. And I mean, who is it? You know, the times are like extremely weird right now. And um, I think generally what I do is I like let myself grieve for a bit. Like if I'm really stressed out, like I'll give myself maybe like up to a day sometimes, like, depending on what the situation is to just sort of like relax and just think about it and like really let out my emotions. If it's something that's like really like bad, I'll like, you know, you know, get angry, get sad. And I feel like that works really well, but I only like do it for like a couple of, I don't know, maybe an hour, maybe a day. And then I stop and I think, okay, well, like, like, well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, like I'm still good. Like I'm not, like my life hasn't ended. Like I'm not, you know, I, yeah, I always try yeah, to be yeah. optimistic because like, I mean, just, I guess I look back like on what my parents have went through and I've known like their experience was like a thousand times worse than mine, I guess, like growing up. Mm -hmm. And like now they're here. Now they're like living much better. They're in much better circumstances. Like they're happy, you know? So I just know that for myself too, like I will, like, you know, I will persevere through it. Like, and you know, I guess I started to start tackling it in any way. Like I'll try to, um, overcoming it, like doing one way and then I'll do something else to try to overcome it, I guess. See, yeah. that's a neat way you're talking about. So sometimes when you have the thing to do and it's stressing you, you just dive into it and yeah. work at it. And there's, that's a great point because sometimes kids look at things, especially high school kids look at things and they, um, it's, it's too daunting. It's too big. When you dive into it and start getting parts of it done, there's a certain level of satisfaction with, and accomplishment when you mm -hmm. create those things. Because you're... You, that's really smart. Like I, you're wise. Uh, is there any role your dog plays in your stress? My dog? Um, I guess. Yeah. Like I have, I have two puppies. Um, they're not really puppies. I've got a Maltese and a poodle. And oh, I guess, um, I love to walk them. Like yes. I, especially now, like, um, me and my mom often go for like walks with my, our dogs together. And it's really nice to just like, at the time I take where I don't stress out, like, I know a lot of people do, like, you know, when they take, like, a shower, like, before going to bed. But I find when you do stuff like that, it's, like, you're really focused on, like, yourself. Like, you're really alone with your thoughts. But then when I, like, walk my dogs, it's, like, I have to focus both on myself and then my dog, what they're doing. If they're eating yes. something on the ground that they shouldn't be eating, you know, I've got to watch for, like, yes. crossing the street. I've got to watch for cars. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. You know, clean up after them. And it just, like, provides me with, like, a space where I can just, like, sort of, like take time for myself and like not really worry about the stress, I guess. Yes. yes. So they play an important part in that way because I know that like this like, 20, 30 minutes is just a time for like myself and my dog. And it's, yes. like, I, I don't want to include my dog in my stress, obviously, like they don't really know what to do. So I always have to be like really not like positive, but I can't be like negative. If yeah, you, of course, I don't know how to course. explain that. No, I get it. I've got two dogs. And let me guess, your dogs see you, their tails wag like crazy. They can't wait <laughs> yeah. to see you. They make you feel like a million bucks. And mm -hmm. they can't mm -hmm. wait for you to take them out and be a part of their world. Oh, I definitely, think, yes. I think that takes away some stress sometimes. And when you walk out, mm -hmm. I, I know when I take my dogs out, it's a complete, total change of thinking my mind empties oh, definitely when i walk along nature paths too like along rivers and stuff like that with the dogs mm -hmm. so oh yeah 
Yeah, you've got some built-in stress managers. That's pretty cool about uh, yeah, definitely. getting to work. I think it comes down back to some of that, that will you have. You have this will to succeed and you have this precedence from your parents and you just want to make them proud, but you want to make yourself proud and you want to do what's yeah. right for you. I think you're on the right path. You're still young. Oh, thank you're still you. playing. I think you're on the right path. You're still playing with all the possibilities. So it's kind of <laughs> neat. Hey, tell me, I'm interested when you got those scholarships, because Lily, who is our resident tiger mom here, <laughs> is thinking about how can my, my daughter get money to go to university? When one of the things in SIP, the career internship program was scholarships mm -hmm. are, are very prominent in that program about ones to go for. And I've helped students win some of the big ones, the Loran scholarship, Schulich scholarships, the University of Manitoba Future Leader Scholarships. So those are front and center for me. And I, I help students try to win those. And we have won a number of them in the last few years. What was going through your head when you're doing when you're writing your scholarship applications? What advice would you give to someone who's looking for money to go to school? I would say um, like getting the experience, I guess they can like, really talk about in the scholarship applications because a lot of them ask um, questions like, I know for mine, it was, you know, what did you do to get involved in your community? And then I think it was, how would you bring that like to the university? And then the other one was, it was just a university-based question, like, why would you pick our university? So I would say, like, high school, it's like four years, right? And it's, like, okay, they go by so fast. I, I didn't think that at first, but then I realized that, like, oh, like, it flies by. So I think, Lily, you said your daughter's in grade 10, right? Yeah, grade 10. So she's got, like, plenty of time, I feel like. I only started... Um, being involved in my community in 11th grade okay. so um, it was I, I was always scared that I wouldn't you know have enough time to do it but like you really can because I feel like high school is such a like you really have to get the good grades in your grade 12 courses right so mm -hmm. if you're bombing grade 9 10 11 like it may like impact you but at the same time like if you get like, it together in grade 12 I feel like you can really achieve a lot and then so I feel like it shouldn't like a lot of kids do worry about their grades and like mm -hmm. it's a really big thing i guess like to actually go into the university but i feel like like now especially like, with programs like sip and like the imagine program that really like focus on like you know mm -hmm. volunteer opportunities getting you out in the community mm -hmm. like those are like extremely important for actually getting the scholarships because the universities really look for people who you know are going to come and like make a difference like in their university right mm -hmm. so i feel like getting those like opportunities outside of school, like high school, like any way you can help out in the community are like essential. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. You know what? That's, that's, that's very important. What I'm interested in is what volunteer work did you do um, that made a big difference um, to you? And that made a big difference to the scholarship adjudicators. Cause that's what Lily wants to know. Cause the minute, <laughs> cause the minute you say what they were, her kids are going to be registered for that thing an hour <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> I would say, um, I guess just things like JA would be really good where you're sort of, I don't know, like JA I'm, is in, junior I'm in achievement. business, so that's junior, junior achievement. achievement yes, now, yeah. did they ask, you use that, the JA experience is huge because of the problem solving components. And because when mm -hmm. we did JA, we made a serious commitment to yeah. nonprofit organizations such as the Children's Hospital Foundation. And uh, I remember Bookmates we did one year and make uh, 
Make-A-Wish Foundation, those kinds of things? Mm -hmm. I guess, um, like, I would say it's a relevant experience to, like, what you want to go into. But then I just mean, um, I guess anything that, like, where you get to work with people, like, teamwork is a really big thing, I would say, for everybody. Communication, um, just where you get to really apply, like, those experiences that you don't necessarily learn in high school. So, like, I guess being, like, maybe like, empathetic communication, group work, just stuff like that, I would say they really look forward to. Like, even if you volunteer at someone like a hospital, you know, you can really talk about how that's shaped you as a person because you have to probably help, like, do like nursing tasks or something but then you also have to interact with a lot of people you have to really be on top of your time you know so stuff like that is really important i would say probably getting involved in the community as well like i did a lot of things with um like frontenac and general vanier where i got to help the schools just like facilitate mm. activities got to help like the little kids like you know those, go through their those are elementary games schools and, in the neighborhood mm -hmm. yeah and then even like helping with like runs and like races Sort of stuff like that, I feel like is really important too, because then they see that, you know, you're actually trying to get out, you're trying to help people, help your community. And because those activities really um, rely on you being like really like, positive and engaged and helping people, you know, engage and have a good time. So I feel like that's also really important because it shows that you're like, you care, I guess, and that you're also going to bring that type of attitude to the university. Mm -hmm. So just anything that you can go out and, you know, help people with, help elevate spirits, um, work with people, I feel like those are really important and even even just small volunteering tasks i feel like helping a tutor someone i feel like even mm -hmm. that's important anything where you just yes. get to go out and do something you love i think the most important thing is it's not just like volunteering and like doing it for the sake of you know having it as like a resume mm -hmm. like a point or writing about it i think it's more of just your passion because they can really tell what you're passionate about and what you're doing just for like you know the sake of doing it so if you can yeah, include that you know, into it, then that's like yes. brilliant. I think you're right, Nicole. I, I think you have to do it with a, a heartfelt attitude about really wanting to serve others. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when, when adjudicators or adults who are interested in your applications for whatever you're doing, jobs, scholarships, whatever they are, they're looking for your character. They're looking to see mm -hmm. what kind of person you are. And what I'd always say to a high school student is, Going back to your old elementary school is a great experience because your old teachers oh, yeah. will love to see you. And there's nothing like reading with a student who has trouble reading. There's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And the life affirmation that comes for that will likely build a lifetime of volunteer work. And when, when students oh, get yeah. involved, they get hooked. You know, like, and I, I've hooked students into many different organizations, Children's Museum, Special Olympics Manitoba, uh, Bookmates, where you are serving and making an impact on families and youth. When, when students do that, it, it changes their lives. It absolutely. Oh, definitely. I've worked with Special Olympics or uh, volunteered with them for over 20 years. And I brought many students into it. And it's funny, I haven't been to a Special Olympics event in a, in a few years. But when, when I go to the events, I see my old students there from 15 years ago still volunteering. And it's just a heartwarming feeling mm -hmm. to see students continuing to make a difference in the community. So I applaud you yeah, for definitely. doing that. And it does make your application stronger. By the way, it also <laughs> makes your application a lot stronger. <laughs> and when you can speak about it, when it comes in terms of character and uh, the the energy and the passionate feeling you have toward it, that makes your application very very strong. 
And you also yeah, need definitely. to be a good academic. You're a good academic kid. How are your marks in yeah. university? They different than high school? Uh, well, in high school, I finished very well. <laughs> and um, now they're definitely not as strong because in my first year, uh, like what I talked about before, I was really stressed out. Like it was a really new environment and very like uncertain times. Just like I didn't really know like what I was doing in Calgary, if I would be in Calgary, if I'd be transferring over. So um, it definitely took a toll on my marks. But now um, I guess I'm back sort of at it again. Like I'm getting pretty good marks. I'm good. more confident yeah. like with what I'm doing with my studies. And I sort of learned like the ways I, I guess I've developed my study habits slightly more, still not perfect, like not even close to being perfect. But yeah, no, I guess it's just getting the hang of it. First year university is, it's really tough. It's really tough. Um, I would say like comparing it to high school, like the type of notes we had, the type of notes we took, like it's, it's so different. Like no one really of cares course. about you there. No one is like looking out. Like, are you doing well? Are you doing good? Like if you if you're failing the class, like that's that's your problem. No teacher is gonna come up to you and be like, hey, like you're failing. Like let me help you. Like they don't care about that. You know what I mean? Like cops are nice, but it's your academics. Like you're paying to be here, so it's like it's all on you. And I feel like that type of mentality is really hard, and it can definitely push some students like away and like you know to drop out, which is really unfortunate. The yes, way it's built yes. like that because a lot of people do come in with like a passion and then they're just so like swamped with the work and just like the expectations at university and yes, college yes. and anything puts on you and I, it's unfortunate but like you know well you, you really have to get through that first year yes yeah you have to and it's you have to keep persevering. it's strong it's hard you it's know what nicole like. you know what nicole you've been so honest and forthright with us about how you feel and about how how you're tackling these new experience that you're taking on. I think that when students are going to hear this, they're going to feel like, hey, I feel that way. And I feel like a kindred spirit. But your message is mm -hmm. persevere, find ways to yeah. uh, alleviate some of your stress and dig into your work and turn it into something that affirms you instead of stresses you. And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a really powerful message for youth because sometimes we can just get overwhelmed by everything. I yeah, think, definitely. yeah. And I, I think you're doing great. Do you guys have anything, Lily and uh, Isabella, anything, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Uh, I just have a word to say to Nicole is because I have some, I, we both of us have some same experience because I start my uh, college with business and then I uh, join my career in HR. So I find out mm -hmm. that finance is a really a useful part, not only skill, but also a way of thinking. They help you mm -hmm. not only on your career, but also in your life. That's very important part. So I'm very glad that your interest in finance and I think you it's I suggest you to keep your way of thinking of finance and learn willing of the learning of finance. You will find that no matter what kind of career you choose in future, finance will help you a lot. That's really a helpful you. part. Yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. No, but it will finances. And I, you know, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs where they always mess up is on finances. Mm -hmm. So no matter what oh, you do, yeah. if you major or minor in finance, even in HR, you can take those courses. Mm -hmm. It will make you a much more valuable team player at any workplace yes. when you have a financial background. Mm -hmm. So 
keep the perseverance. Isabella, any final thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I just think that it was really amazing to talk to you and just hear about your experience volunteering as well. I think it's valuable for each person that is listening to this podcast to know that volunteering to your community is something so special. And it isn't about, you know, getting a scholarship or anything like that. It's basically mm -hmm. you um, being willing to help out and give back to the community that literally um, helped you out become the person that you are. So I think it's really valuable what you had to say. And I look forward to see Thank what's you. in your path and what's going to happen for you. Well Thank stated, you, so you two. Well done. <laughs> Nicole, any last thoughts? What advice would you give to a high school student? You sat um, there. I would say, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you sat in those desks oh. where they were now you're gone, what would you say to some of them? I would say, you know, um, just keep doing what you want to do and then uh, don't feel pressured to like volunteer and, you know, be out in your community. Like I know for some people, um, I guess I guess I'll do an example for myself because I did so much work like in Windsor Park, like in grade 11 and 12, I felt like that pressure had to go on into my university life. And then, so when I moved to like a new city, I had like the new educational like sort of path and everything it was really overwhelming and then i took on a lot of clubs and opportunities that i like couldn't handle and so halfway through i had to drop a lot because i just i wasn't able to keep up with everything and it was a really big toll on me so i would say although like it's really important to volunteer and get active into the community and that's really stressful like, people always say you know you have to get involved in clubs and university you got to do this you got to do that you got to get an internship you got to go to co-op you have to you know join anything you can i would say like definitely hold off on it if you don't feel ready and only do it when you do feel ready because that's when you're going to be the most passionate for it that's when you're going to be like loving the experience i guess so even if i don't know if you want to volunteer but you you feel sort of swamped even if you feel a bit down for it like i would say just wait until you know it's the right moment and yeah. well well said well said nicole it's been a pleasure with you thank you on our 10th anniversary podcast <laughs> the old music's there and you're honestly you're a delight i think something good's going to happen to you i think i think your combination oh, of you. skill and will mm -hmm. will keep you in good stead and i urge you to continue to look out for yourself take care of yourself and Dig Thank into you. that coursework. It's just going to make you smart. That knowledge and think about and reflect on all that coursework. And uh, I know Lily wants you to be a finance person. <laughs> I think you'll be a stronger HR person. Isabella, what do you see here? I think you're going to be a great HR person, actually. <laughs> I think you have this whole yeah. thing about giving back and um, just caring for what people around you think about. And um, I think this is really, really important for any person that's joining that career. All right. Thank so you so much. We hear the music. Nicole, thanks so much for being a part of our team Thank today. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it was our pleasure. And I think you're going to inspire some students on our 10th anniversary podcast. That's it. All right. <laughs> Adventures in Careerland. Thank you. Has ended. Thank it's you. 10 podcasts. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you to Lily. And thank you to Isabella. And especially thank you to Nicole for being a part and for being our guest today. We'll see you next week. <laughs>